the deep levels of nerddom inside your inside your PC laptop are mind-boggling. What is that fucking Alienware? What kind of laptop is that? What do you have? It's a razor. It's a lap. It's a razor. It's a laptop. Do you? You're probably gonna get that new Galaxy phone that folds in half, aren't you? Oh fuck! It's so crazy that the 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 species of human that lives in the PC world, and and also that species also I know secretly holds themselves in high regard against us Apple people, right? You look at us and go. Apple's okay. Consoles. Consoles. Yeah, consoles. Right. Well, that's a whole other conversation. What are you apologizing to Alex for? Alex is also here. The other Alex. Consoles. He's. Uh, uh, yeah, you guys are console guys? You guys talk consoles? This is the thing that. What's the fucking difference between a PC? What's the difference between a PC and a console? I wish you guys out there could see what I'm looking at with these two. It's amazing. What's the difference between a PC and a console? I feel like I should swing a camera at you guys because I, I really this is this is already taking a left turn. This show we're talking about, but what is it? What is a console for? What is a PC for? PC is for organizing your your pornography from Sweden. PC that's for animal. Hard. And, and he's a console guy, so you're you're, you're firing shots at Alex. I'm just representing the, the PC Here's what I love about the, I love about the true nerd world. Okay, like. This is what I love about it, is that technically you could say I'm a nerd because of my interests and the fact that I that I um, you know I used to read a lot when I had more time and and I kind of I grew up half nerd. Let's just say I'm, I'm a little bit nerdy. Okay, my my interests skew pretty fucking nerdy, but I didn't grow up in a nerdy environment. So you got you. This is what you get. Okay, now with real with real like. So I'm like I'm like a daywalker nerd, right? But you guys are true blood nerds, right? You guys are like you got PCs and consoles, right? You guys are not true blood nerds. You guys are um, whatever the fucking guys were. You're like the, the you're like the nerds that were born from other nerds directly, like. <laughs> no, like you know if you know you know if vampires have sex and they have a vampire kid, it's a pure blood. You're pure blood nerds because you're talking about PCs. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, like. I have enough sense to operate Photoshop and to create things and I can stumble around and make my way through meetings and I can be, I can be eloquent when I want to, but in my heart of hearts, I'm not as nerdy as you are. Now I'm not dis I'm not talking shit. I'm just, I'm just stating facts. And I know that within that world, within this hierarchy and structure of this, of this, of this world, there's, you know, you're looking down on this man because he has a console. You're also physically looking down because you're nine feet tall, and you're is you, you, I'm taking a picture. I mean, his legs, his his legs look like it looks like someone is is it looks like he's in the couch and another person is comically sticking their legs out of the couch to represent legs as a weird joke. That's how insanely long and cricket like your legs are as they tuck into those size what fifteen shoes, thirteens. I doubt that because I'm a thirteen and and those things look like fucking skis. <laughs> Anyways. Here we are. Here we are talking. This is now the PC console gaming show, and we're talking about the worlds within the worlds of of the nerd world. And and the thing about nerds like hippies is that they they can be very passive aggressive, uh, 
And there's a lot of anger, a lot of stored up, welled up anger. And I know that Jason gets very angry at me because he's, he get, when I'm giving him shit, he gives me this look and it's like, I think he's going to, he may school shoot slash samurai sword me at some point, or he may, uh, you know, d- delete everything at some point and say, you know, like accidentally, quote unquote, he may actually one day just tell me that he forgot to back everything up uh in a giant database just to kind of you know see me twitch and i think that the joy he gets from watching me flop around like a fucking fish in anger is like he gives him a little chubbiness in the uh, groin area anyways this is a powerful truth angels and that's been the show it's been really good no we're gonna do a call-in segment it's gonna be great gonna have call-ins maddie will come in any any moment and just jump in he'll glide right in here like some sort of uh, a stingray that uh, ate a bunch of other stingrays and open a restaurant. Um, no, he'll be here as pretty soon. And you know, what have I been doing, Alex? I'll tell you, I'm talking to Alex off screen, not myself. I'm not interviewing myself because that would be fucking crazy. But I am essentially talking to the void right here, except for the use without, if you guys weren't here, because you could walk away and leave right now, I'd be talking to my house. Yeah. Oh, we're rolling. That's great. We're rolling. Are we, are we recording any of this horse shit that I'm just spewing out of my mouth? Okay. So, what do we got? That's six minutes we did. So I think I think we're doing really good. Uh, anyways, it's a powerful Truth Angels show, live and direct, coming to you from Los Angeles. I've been running around for a minute. Uh, I've been I've been running around. It's been wedding season. Before that, I was in New York. I went to New York for a job. I shot a commercial. Um, it was hectic. It was fun. I had a great time. Came back, shot some more of it here. Also, born and raised is a nonstop, twenty four seven thing that that. that we all do together. A shout out to the Born and Raised crew. Darius, where are the samples? Sponto, don't make more samples. Justin, helped create the art for the samples. Ricky, no one knows what he's doing. He's just catching diseases. Uh, Jesse is just like uh, hurting, hurting people around, taking pictures, running around. Jesse might be the glue. He might secretly be the, the one person that if he, if he disappeared, we might all die because Jesse really makes things happen at the last minute. Or, or in the first minute. Are you guys following me now? Yeah. Follow me now. Okay. Um, my shout out to BXR. Yeah, so I've been on, running around. I've been doing shit. Uh, I went to New York for a minute, came back, went back out for a wedding. Went to a wedding uh, in the Hamptons. I've never been to the Hamptons before. The Hamptons, the Hamptons is, uh, it's, like, it's like where rich people go when they want to go somewhere nice. You know, like it's like and everyone I talk to says and I mean that is like it's like the rich world is already at a level of like nice, you know, one percent opulence. And they go, well, let's go somewhere really nice. And they go to the Hamptons where everything's perfect. There's not a fucking blade of grass out of place in that in that town. It's insane. It's really beautiful. Um, But. um, What are we talking about? Hamptons went to the Hamptons. No, 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 let's not go back to that shit. We went to the Hamptons. Um, and I uh, went there with my girlfriend and went to a wedding out there. It was really nice. Um, shout out to uh, shout out to Ben for getting married. And uh, one of one of uh, my girlfriend's brothers says, "Ask him why he's getting married." And it's a great question. Why do you get married? Well, I don't know. I think uh, sometimes in the olden days you want to join together great families. Um, and I think sometimes getting married was like a way to get a bunch of oxen. Or, or bags of spice, maybe, you know, there's dowries and, and uh, sometimes you, maybe they would, uh, they merge bloodlines. That's how you get married in the olden days. I think in this day and age, 
people get married probably because um, they they would like to be left in in the wills of their grandparents, and you know grandparents and and mothers they need this stuff like uh, they just need to see it. They gotta have it. I mean, I think like weddings are are to are to uh, grandparents and parents. It's like what a rave is to a seventeen year old. It's just like it's just pure ecstasy to them. They're just like I think that they're I think that weddings for the for old people for grandparents i feel like weddings for them is just like it's like you're on molly for seven hours they're just like undulating just feeling like just it's like they're perfect terror because every fucking wedding you go to is full of old people and there's young people too and they're doing that thing but keep your eye out because it's full of old people and that's where they're always at they're at the fucking weddings and this is their it's their heroin they gotta have it they gotta have their fucking heroin they gotta have their fix they gotta have their wedding it's fucking wedding season guys are you guys going to any weddings? Have you guys been to a wedding? No, I've been to a wedding. You've been to one wedding? Not this year. Not this year. How many weddings have you been to total? Total like three. Three. Okay. No, zero. Zip weddings. No, yeah, you haven't hit that age yet. You'll hit that age where there'll be a wave of children and a wave of weddings. And it's going to happen before you know it. And you're going to be like, holy shit, I'm at a wedding. And I got, I'm not going to lie. Whenever I see a wedding and I see the union of two people, it's like most times, most times when people get married, uh, and we're talking about people that have their shit together. It's a, it's probably the most beautiful moment in their lives up to that point, right? When they get married, because everything's perfect. They got everything figured out. They're in great shape. They look good. They come together. They have union. Everything's ironed out. Most times, I'll tell you that when my dad got married, uh, this was in the '80s, and we went to Las Vegas, and my dad uh, got married, and he married my stepmother, and when they got married. Uh, it was, I'm pretty sure the old man had tied a few on. It was a very sloppy affair. Sorry. I know you're listening pops, but it's a powerful truth. Angels got to tell the truth. I love you. Uh, but that's what happened. And I do remember, I got to tell you the wedding video from that affair. This is how I know it was the eighties because the editor took the video and chopped it up. So it rep- so it, so it emulated Max Headroom. Do you guys know what Max Headroom is? The I, 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 and 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 when he got married, he was like I I I I do 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 like that's what the wedding video was, and that's scarring as a child to see that as as the as that's my that's my um that's my model for matrimony. So uh, if I get married, there's gonna have to be a wild edit. I think I'm just gonna like get like I, I think I'm gonna have like a TikTok kind of. Floss, wedding, nene, uh, slash, you know, whatever the fuck dance is popping in that year. That's how I'm going to theme my wedding. I'm just going to go over the top. I'm going to stay fucking relevant. I'm going to stay so goddamn viral on my wedding. It's going to be, uh, you know, it, it's going to be an affair. I mean, you can't go. No one can go because you're not going to let anybody in because that's that's the mark of it. Like, you have to wait to get in, right? You got to velvet rope this shit. And it's going to be very... Very viral. It's going to be live. You can only share it. Yeah, you can only. You're going to have to be verified to get into the wedding, and you're going to, even though I'm not verified, and you're going to have to have a certain amount of followers, even though I don't have that many followers. But that's going to be my, that's going to be my criteria for for getting married. How many callers do we have waiting now? Now that we've chewed up, to, what are we at? Twelve minutes of the show. Hey guys, look, we're all adults here, and some of us choose to use nicotine to relax. Focus or just unwind after a long day. I got a friend named Renee down the street. He likes to just take down a hot cig in the middle of his traumatic, stressful situations that he's going through. Renee, 
I'm speaking directly to you. And there's another way for you to relax. You don't have to take a hot sig down in the middle of the day in your backyard while you're getting the suntan and letting your luxurious hair grow from the vitamin D provided by God's giant flaming orb. No, there's another way for you to chill out and process your trauma and emotions and what's going on in your life and what's making life hard and what's making life better. And Lucy Nicotine is a company that was created to help nicotine users find a cleaner option and feel better about the ways they consume nicotine. The latest product is Slim Nicotine pouches which contain pure synthetic nicotine and provide the same satisfaction that nicotine users expect without any tobacco at all renee that means put down the american spirits the yellow pack the blue pack and the other pack and pick up the um the slim nicotine pouch uh no tobacco you don't have to smoke no carcinogenics no smoking your lungs you don't even need a lighter you just get the pouch uh lucy slim pouches use the newest technology for synthesizing Pure nicotine in the lab. None of the tobacco, all of the nicotine satisfaction. Imagine that. None of the bullshit, just the pleasure. Lucy Slim pouches include both coconut oil and gum base to provide a soft, fluffy texture that enhances the flavor and doesn't dry out your mouth. I'm a big proponent of coconut oil. You can use it for almost anything, and I have. They come in three strengths, four, eight, and 12 milligrams, and three exclusive and delicious flavors, spearmint, mango, and cool cider. What have I used coconut oil for? I've used it for my hair, I've used it for cooking, and I've used it as a lubricant. Uh, I, I personally used to smoke like a fiend and I'd get in a pack a day and I, and I'd walk around and I'd be wheezing. I'm a person that has restricted breathing already. I have asthma and I love the way a cigarette felt in the morning. First thing in the morning, you have a cigarette, you clear your head, the, the world comes into focus, but I can't smoke. I cannot smoke. No smoking for me. So what do I do? I switch to, to the, to the, to the, uh, the, the Lucy Slim pouches. I'm sleepy two tone. I'm slipping. I'm I'm switching to the Lucy's. I'm switching to the Lucy Slim pouches, and I want to relax, and I want to take a load off. Look at why are you looking at me like that? This is the best ad read you've ever heard in your life. Uh, in two, it's 2021. Okay, don't compromise when you're choosing your nicotine products. Go with the newest tobacco-free options from Lucy. Powerful Truth Angels listeners, go to Lucy.co and use promo code PTA2021 to get 20% off your order of Lucy Slim Pouches or any other Lucy products. That's Lucy.co and use promo code PTA2021 at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning. This product contains non-tobacco nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical but delicious. Go to lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code PTA2021. What's your opinion on inviting exes to wedding? I've gotten into an argument with an ex. This is great because I'm going to bring that up. Okay. okay. My opinion on inviting... Listen, here's my, here's my take on that. If you're getting married, okay, if you're at the, if you're at the time... There's a movie I saw. It's about... Um, I think it's the one where Jennifer Aniston is a housekeeper and all her friends are rich. I forget the name of it, but uh, I think it might be called like Rich Friends or some shit like that. I don't know. But Jennifer Aniston is a housekeeper and all her friends are rich. And it's all these like, um, they're not yuppies, but they're well-to-do couples. You know, two, a pair of them are screenwriters. One of them sells fucking sweaters. I don't know. But this woman was saying, this woman's driving home in a car talking to her husband. And her husband was gay, but they weren't, he wasn't out. And she's talking to her husband and she's saying, how... How can you be married to someone and have never seen their asshole? And the reason why I bring that up is by the time you get married, A, you should have seen that person's, you should have seen, you're going to see your, you'll, you'll have seen your wife's asshole, but you should have seen your husband's asshole. And like, you should really have seen it in, in full fucking crystal clear 4K. 
right? That's a prereq. But what I mean by that, what that's a metaphor for is if you're getting married, I would like to think that the fucking skeletons have been exhumed and they've been they've been brushed by the anthropologist. That's that's you, the the anthropologist in your relationship, which is her, obviously. And they've been and and you too, because you have to exhume. She's got skeletons too. And I'm gonna tell you too, there's the the our skeletons are pretty simple and clunky. Women's skeletons, I think that I personally have a belief that women can compartmentalize their skeletons in a much more. Uh, I think they have much more stronger powers of compartmentalizing. That could be that could be construed as what you want, but I feel like they have a. I feel like men, and of course, like I'm saying this as a man, and you can say what you want, but I feel like we have more guilt. Maybe that's just me personally. We can't what? What's that? We can't process yeah, they can. They can. Pro- they can process it, compartmentalize, it, and they be like, "Well, you know, I fucked him on spring. I fucked those eight guys on spring break, but that I don't need to. He doesn't need to know that, and it's not going to affect them." Whereas, like, if I go on spring break, which I'm, I've never actually been on spring break, and I'm too old to go on spring break. But if I did go on spring break and I fucked eight people, I would be torn apart by guilt. I think I would, but maybe not. Who the fuck knows? Anyways, what I'm trying to get to is, by the time you get married, uh, those skeletons have have they got to come out they got it because you can't like this this is the goal line right uh this is the 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 final fucking uh the the 10 yard whatever the fuck it is a demilitarized zone and all that shit's got to come out so by the time you get to the wedding there should be no new um no new bodies right no new bodies should come out all the bodies need to be fucking exhumed and discussed and i need to know and i don't want to know but i should know because i don't want to find out on my own you know three years in that like Oh, you fucked Greg. You fucked Greg. You fucked Greg, the fucking guy, the guy with the fucking with the giant the giant pecs and who has a who has a McLaren and he just piped you down with his monster fucking weapon. Now you tell me after we get married, I need to know this. I need to digest that soon because we we need to know these things. Exactly. Nobody nobody wants to be Tom. Nobody wants to be Tom to the shiv. And I think women look at Shiv and go, fuck yeah, Shiv. And I look at Tom and go, fuck, Tom. It's no good. But Tom, Tom's still hanging in there. You know that? He hung in there, right? Succession's coming back, by the way. So, yeah, nobody wants to be Tom to the Shiv. So I think that by the time we get to that, that wedding that uh, we need to know about the bodies. And that brings me to um, this really funny meme. It's funny you mentioned that because there's a meme. And uh, there's a meme that I posted today just about that and the meme is one day you will kiss your bride in front of her six exes three besties who hit it and the one night stand guy who only bought her a cider an old dude she she will introduce as her uncle they will all eat your food recklessly like they did your wife it's just this is just reality man you like i don't want to personally i don't want to date someone that hasn't been out fucking around it hasn't gotten their fucking miles in hasn't got hasn't bodied some people okay because i don't want to de- i don't want to deal with like I don't want to, I don't need to educate you and get you through the first fucking, you know, seven years of learning how to screw. I don't want to do that. So I need you to, I'm I'm happy that my girlfriend, quote unquote, hypothetical girlfriend, because I can't be talking about my girlfriend, but might be, I don't know, has had a life before me. But I will say that I go to the wedding with Ella and, uh, and I have to go and I just like, I just go, she introduced me to someone. And I, and I look at the guy and I wait, I look at him and I wait a few minutes. I go, I grab her by the arm and I go, did you fuck him? I don't, I don't do it like that, but I go, you fucked him. And a lot of times she's like, yeah. 
and I just go and I and I and I ingest it. I take that little. I take it. It's like a tiny. It's like a tiny tic tac size grenade that I swallow. I swallow it. Take it all the way down in my gut, and it, and it goes poof, and it blows up, and I move on. Because that's what I, that's what you do in my generation. We're the generation that built the Berlin Wall, that made the nuclear bomb, and made the microwave. And we know how to just chew shit up and and just grit our teeth and push through, right? We're also talking to a guy who's like avidly in psychotherapy, so I'm a complete pussy. But I will say this: I eat it, I take it, I go, "You fucked him." You fucked him. She goes, yeah, and she doesn't give a fuck. She's like, yeah, I fucked him. Like she's not, she's not even shy about it. That's that's what's good because if they're shy and they're weird about it, that's when things get funky because they, you know, they're not gonna, they're not processing it. Like she doesn't give it. She's like, yeah, I fucked that guy. I'm like, well, that guy, that guy looks like Howard Howard Stern's nephew, and you you had sex with him. She's like, and she just doesn't give a shit because she's young and she had a life before me, and you know, and like she doesn't know that those those guys end up on the list. And the list is is a list that I compile, and it's you know it's a chunky list, and I need to systematically figure out how to slowly destroy them, uh, and that's kind of really the only reason that I pursue um, fi- uh, that that, I pr- that I'm an entrepreneur or that I'm that I try to cr- do things is so I can create enough of uh, an infrastructure and 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 curry enough favor and power and collect enough money so then I can take all of that. And just systematically destroy everyone that my girlfriend's had sex with. And um, that's the plan. And you got to have a fucking plan. Because otherwise, what are we all doing this for? Even though it's all bullshit. But you got to have something to, to strive. Where are you going, Alex? What are you doing? You know? He's adjusting. Okay. So yeah, that that whole thing, you know, being with your girlfriend at the wedding or wherever it could be, it could be at Lassen's and she runs into Kip Wellington and, you know, he's got a square jaw and, you know, he's casually wearing a sweater and some wayfarers and he's got some tight chinos on and, you know, and he's kind of, he's like in half an inch taller than you, you know, and he might be a purple belt in jujitsu and you have to ask and you, and, and those are the ones that hurt when they go, yeah, I fucked them. And they go, Oh, you fucked them. Yeah. And then, and then and then the worst thing that can happen is that when they say that, if you if you whip and look at them closely, if their if their eyes dilate, it's bad news. If their eyes dilate and the and you see the the hair on their neck stand up, you're it's it's really bad because it's a it's a sign, a signifier in the animal kingdom that uh, goals were achieved in the bedroom with your girlfriend that you're currently with, and uh, and you have to eat that. You got to keep moving on because other if you don't do that, you can play the game with each other that no one's ever fucked anybody, and uh, that's a stupid game to play because how long are you going to keep that shit up? Because how did she? How did your girlfriend learn how to do the fucking triple Lindy suction cup fucking Spider Man twist pump on the old fucking uh, thunder stick? If, if she didn't figure out that process with about 30 to 40 other people. So pick your battles, gentlemen. And uh, when you get married, make sure that you uh, uh, exhume the bodies, go over the bodies and make peace with those bodies and hope, hope that after the marriage, there won't be any more bodies on either side of the fence. That's what we hope for. We hope for a nice, a nice harmonious marriage. We hope for emerging of the families and of, of the, um, uh, finances and we hope for an agree an agreement that you know uh one of you won't take a trip to um san diego and uh end up fucking a guy in a lifeguard tower uh because they had too many white claws i know that sounded very specific 
It didn't happen to me, but it's happened to one of you motherfuckers. I know that. So with that being said, I think uh, it's it's two twenty. Let's roll into some calls, gentlemen, uh, gentlemen of the Powerful Truth Angels Network. I'm I'm really happy to hear what kind of idiots are going to call because I'm 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 going to have to hang up on a lot of you because uh, I know you're going to call me and you're going to ask me something really stupid. Don't ask me anything stupid. Don't ask a world about Maddie because he's not here yet, but he will be here shortly and uh get it together and uh who do who do who are we talking to two towns there he is hey can you hear me sir yes i can hear you i'm so sorry about that man hey um so the thing i wanted to get off my chest today and i actually wanted to reach out to you guys about this for a bit um, so I started listening to Powerful Truth Angels back, uh, you know, when you first started Roasting Heavy, uh, that wonderful session. And um, I just, you know, it inspired me to start my own podcast. And, you know, I was doing this for a little bit and I started to get bouts of like depression and anxiety and, you know, just kind of fell out as, you know, just having enjoyment in it. And now I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I'm doing better and, uh, you know, life's good again, but I'm hitting like a roadblock. A roadblock creatively so i guess you know this leads into the question of you know as an artist what's stuff that you know helps you you know get this creative freedom and you know what what helps you motivate to keep going with powerful truth angels because i know um okay you know, spencer i'm going to cut you off now and here's mm-hmm. what i'm going to say first of all you you broke protocol and did not ask me one of the uh, from one of the three subjects i'm still going to answer your question i'm going to answer your question but i'm just going to tell you that According to my guidelines and bylaws, I should be hanging up on you because you did not honor the protocol. But I'm going to answer your question because this is a good question. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay, here's what it is. You have to learn. Okay, somehow, you have to learn by some method to show up, no matter how you feel, to something every day. And mm-hmm. the, the way to do that is you have to start building in uh, routines and you have to start building in uh, 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 rituals and routines that you do every day, no matter how you feel. One of the ones that I do is I meditate in the morning okay. every day, no matter what the fuck I feel. I missed, I've missed i uh, missed maybe one this year because I was traveling. I meditate every morning for 20 minutes because I'm going to tell you something about me. I am a person who left to my own devices would love to do nothing more than to lay on the fucking couch and binge watch stuff and order pizza. That's what I really would like to do. That's what feels the best because I have that same, I have the same tendency. So I have to stay, you got to stay ahead of it. There's a fucking monster chasing you. Okay. Every day this fucker's trying to eat you and you got to stay ahead of him because you're never, ever, ever going to get, he's never going to stop chasing you. I'm sorry to tell you that. So you got to, you have to wax on, wax off, watch the karate kid. Think about Mr. Miyagi. There's so much wisdom in wax on, wax off. You get up every day, you carry the fucking bucket of water up the hill and you carry the bucket of water down the hill. It's all fucking Zen, Buddhist, Thai, Thai stick. Smoke some Thai stick if you, if you want, but make sure you do that same fucking you smoke that same tie stick every day don't smoke tie stick or if you can even get tie you probably don't even know what tie stick is but if you could get tie stick i suggest you smoke it but not all the time i'm in portland so i probably could find tie stick he's in portland okay listen if you're in portland you're gonna here's here's what your routine is you're gonna get up 
You're going to meditate a little bit. You're going to join a protest. You're going to follow that protest to your local coffee shop. You're going to have an argument with the barista over her 14 colored hair and whether or not the beans are locally sourced. And you're going to drink that coffee. You're going to get back home. You're going to do your fucking podcast. Even if no one's listening, do your fucking podcast. And you know what? It might not work. But here's the here's the beauty in doing things. Once you do things, once you do projects, okay, you learn that you can do more projects. You know, my first, you know what the first thing I did? I'll tell you the first two things I did successfully in my life. And I was a f- major fuck up. Major fuck up. <laughs> One of the first things I did was I had a buddy of mine tell me that he would teach me how to tattoo. And I go, and it was such a lifeline at that point in my life. Shout, I've, I've said this before. Shout out to Jay Fish, buddy of mine from Kentucky. He was in Venice. He worked at the local tattoo shop. He was like, Tutone, I'll teach you how to tattoo. You're a graffiti writer. You look like you could make cool tattoos. I go, really? Are you serious? I could be tattoo artist? Because at that time, my, my prospects were... Uh, uh, plumbing, working at a deli, or working as a as a construction uh, assistant, right? Mm-hmm. Manual labor. So, I saw this as a lifeline, and he said, and he goes, and I go, well, what do I do? And he goes, the first thing you do is take this sketchbook and fill it up. I want you to draw banners and then I want you to draw skulls and then I want you to draw hearts. And I did it. I took a sketchbook. I filled up every fucking page with the ugliest banner skulls and hearts you've ever seen. And I did it. And I finished the thing. I finished the thing. Once I finished that thing, I did another thing. The other thing I did was I made a, I made a prank call CD and I, and I, I recorded a bunch of prank calls. I made a CD. I, I, I designed the cover. I printed up a thousand of them. I gave them all away. I didn't make any money, but I learned how to make a product and I learned how to finish a project. And once you do that, then you can do other things and it's all baby steps. You know how you know how you eat an elephant, Spencer? You know how to eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time, motherfucker. One fucking bite. It's been great talking to you. I'm so glad you called. And we gotta go to the next caller. Next time, Spencer, stay on topic. Absolutely, sir. PTA Thank for you. life. Absolutely. PTA for life, sir. Boner queen. Yes, I am here. Thank you. So I will start oh. with my one of my darkest secrets. Uh, yes. My old roommate was making me very pissed off. So I went and I stood on top of her pool table and pissed on it. And she still doesn't know till this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me. Okay, hold on. Let me. There's a lot to unpack here. First of all, your roommate. Where did you, where where are you from? Um, San Diego originally, um, but uh-huh, I'm yep. in Humboldt County now, Arcata. Oh, uh, okay. You're telling me a lot with what with these locations. <laughs> um, are you a big stoner? Uh, maybe. I wonder. <laughs> you wonder, yeah, possibly. Uh, are you up there? Are you trimming? Are you currently in Humboldt trimming or growing? Or are you in that part of the business? I'm a so I didn't know we were gonna use my name. So, <laughs> but my okay, we can we can block that out. We'll we'll blur it out. We'll change your name to uh, uh, Sarah. Sarah. No, we we will block out your last name. But I'm still gonna call you the sex machine. So here's the thing. You you the first thing is funny. I find funny. How old are you? Twenty four. Okay, twenty four. Just so you know, too, there's full anonymity here. We'll we'll cross out your last name. Uh, how what? And you had a, how many roommates did you have when you had a pool table in your house? <laughs> um, actually just three at that time. And what, I've never been to a person's house under the age of 35 that had a pool table, much less I've never been to a woman's house with a pool table in it. Sorry. <laughs> I know we live in a new time. I'm sorry if that's sexist. I just haven't. <laughs> Why did this lady have a pool table? Wow. Um, 
I don't know how to describe it. My girlfriend's on FaceTime with me. I don't know if she can describe why. She's very, like, a sense of anarchy, uh, chrome hearts. Fuck yes. Uh, you know, hoards a lot of antiques, records plastered on the wall. Okay. So she's kind of like, she's kind of like a Steven Tyler meets, uh, Mandy Moore meets, um, Ron Perlman kind of, kind of lady. I mean, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Hey, can you, Hey, can you go let O'Neill in? He's downstairs. Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Um, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to move on. (laughs) You peed on her pool table. Uh, and she, how did she not know? She didn't smell the piss. Um, she, yeah, she liked Taylor Jerry's a lot. So, um, just in a oh dark God. garage it was in at the time. Oh, so. I wish, what is a pool table? Like, was she a professional pool player? No. <laughs> what was it? Why do you have a pool table? It's fucking insane. I can't imagine. It's like the last thing of all the things I would ever buy in my life would be a fucking pool table. Um, anyway, so. So sorry, right. She liked to party is what you're saying. Yeah. She liked to get the Jack Daniels and the boots and I don't even know. I don't even, I can't even, I, let's just say she was steampunk. That'll make it, that'll make it easier for me to digest this. So you, when you peed on her pool table, she still never found out. She, no one smelled the piss. O'Neal. There he is. I'm, I'm taking calls right now. Come on in. <laughs> We're in the middle of a, of a call segment. Uh, my man O'Neal just pulled up just, just so you know. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> So she never found out that you pissed on the pool table. You think she'll know now? Will she be able to link the voice in the table with the piss? Um, you know, I don't think she's that um, smart to be listening to you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys hate this girl. Podcasts. She's not into food podcasts. More of microwaving taquitos. So. Jesus Christ. One, number one, this is not a food podcast. Okay, just so we're very clear. Okay. Number two, there's nothing wrong with microwaving taquitos. All right, I'm just going to put that out there. O'Neill, what do you think? Uh, I have a problem with microwaving taquitos. Okay, neil has got, got a bit of a, a, a culinary uh, uh, taste level that, that you know I, I hope to aspire to one day. Okay, Colleen, that's a horrible thing that you did. I don't think you have any guilt, but I'm glad you got it off your chest. And I hope that you can go through the rest of your life. And oh, look, we can see her. Ah, I saw you. Come. Oh, there I she is. Sure. No, now we can see you. There's my girlfriend. She DMs you memes all the time. Are you right? do? Have I reposted? Uh, no. You can follow me at. No. <laughs> I mean, we're not. We're gonna. We're gonna delete that. We can't. We can't have you plugging your IG on this illustrious show. But uh, listen, thank you for coming on. And I, I hope that one day you'll make you'll make amends to this person and get them a new new felt for their pool table because it's horrifying what you did. <laughs> it's a very very aggressive move. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I've done worse, but I was very selective on what I was going to share. So <laughs> next time, next time, come with the with the darker secrets. Okay, thank you okay. for having me. It's been a pleasure. Okay, look at this. I'm on. I'm on Jason's fucking. What is this? Alien? It's an alien tech snake. 
Oh God! It's a Tech Snake 490 fucking Matrix kit with with the refractorated back back dose MS dose system ones and O's dot point nine sixty four Alienware. Okay. Anyways, it's no secret that podcasting and advertising has taken the marketing landscape by storm. As a host, as O'Neill is about to find out, my audience will trust me to put great content and to curate sponsors with products or services they'll actually find useful. This is true because most of the products on my podcast, actually all of them, I actually use all the fucking products. I have all these fucking sponsors and they probably don't like me cussing so much but i use them all i had the 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 cereal i mean i'm actually used every product that's been on here um so anyways yeah they, it's great to curate products that are useful and that's why the the host red ad works so well which is what i'm doing right now breeding the ad you you're gonna have to do this soon uh but the process <laughs> of booking these ads is isn't always simple cluttered email chains contracts screening products it's a huge time suck that gets in the way of picking the brands that are right for us but it doesn't have to be that's where gumball comes in gumball makes things so easy advertisers book spots on shows like ours scripts come directly to us and all we have to do is record this is so fucking meta it's insane i'm reading an ad about reading ads on the show that i read ads on but the ads are already read if you read the ads the easy to use very intuitive interface literally feels like money for the show and is magically appearing at our fingertips via jason's disgusting laptop that i just accidentally spit on the keyboards so you're gonna have to burn this whole thing thankfully thankfully because no these don't we don't need this in the world this kind of fucking what is this blood clot type of le- yeah uh, action uh, uh, <laughs> pussy war pussy war action pussy war. pussy war blood clot bottom line gumball makes things easier for everyone it helps us monetize learn about advertisers learn about advertisers before saying yes and lets us work with brands that fit our audience using powerful demographic filters it lets us know when we're getting paid which is very important and makes it easy to keep track of ad schedule it's ad sales 2.0 baby it's ad sales 2.0 baby it's ad sales 2.0 baby try one it's ad sales 2.0 baby (laughs) it's ad sales 2.0 baby all right we're on gumball so guess what you can buy ads on our show by going to gumball.fm and searching for powerful truth angels if you're an advertiser or a podcaster have a look at gumball.fm browse shows discover new advertising options or list your own podcast today it's ad sales 2.0 baby Baby. O'Neill, what's up? Man? What's up, my bro? Good to see you. Good to see Thank you for pulling man. up. Of course, man. Of course. O'Neill, O'Neill just came by. Um, who is he? Nobody fucking knows, but he's about to start his own podcast. Right? Aren't you? Yeah. Aren't you? What's going on uh, with that? Three black guys on the couch. Yeah. Um, it's two black guys on the couch, and the third person, you know, doesn't have to be black, but when they sit on the couch, they're honorary black. And so we take you into the experiences. The best example I can give you is if uh Anna Winter is sitting on the couch. <laughs> Then yeah. she's gonna be pulled into the black experience. I would love that to know, be. So. I would love that to be. On. I would love that to be your show with Anna Winter. Yeah. Because it could. Just the picture alone would be amazing. I, that alone. Anna Winter probably hasn't sat on a couch in fucking thirty years. It hasn't been yeah. like a, some sort of fucking magical. She um, probably has hands that like yeah. hold her butt up, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. She probably has black men that yeah. carry her. They carry her behind the scenes. Yeah. I so heard a story about Prince. Like that happened with him at. Um, one of the SBE clubs, uh, the smaller one that they performed, that they have performances at. But uh, my friend said he was uh, watching him on the couch and his bodyguards, and he like snapped his fingers. And the dude, the big bodyguard, came over, picked Prince up, and moved him to the other side of the couch. Get the fuck out of here! I swear to God. Damn. Can you imagine being like, because he, because you know, when 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 Prince died, they found out that he too was fucking with like Rohifna and all that shit, right? Oh, for real? I think so. He was on, right? Can you can you? 
I mean, not to besmirch the man's name because he's a fucking genius, but I think he was. And imagine if you're just hold up, stop for a second. Did you say besmirch? Besmirch. I like that, man. Yeah, you don't want to besmirch his name. Yeah, you don't want to besmirch that legendary person's (laughs) name. But imagine being high. Did you ever you you ever you ever fuck around drugs? Did you ever get high? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> one time. Yeah, well, one time. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, well, imagine being super high, and and being his body weight, which was like nineteen pounds, probably like yeah, a feather, yeah. and being so high, you're just like, Darius, move me. <laughs> and he's <laughs> he just like being lifted and moved to another cushion on the couch. That's some um, gangster shit, though. That is some gangster. That's shit. on hold of the letter. I want to be moved. Yeah, you, you know. But then you're 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 a dense. How? What do you weigh? You're like like one ninety two, one ninety three. Yeah, but a yeah. but a but a very heavy one ninety three. Well, then I'd have to get a bigger, stronger bodyguard. Yeah, big guys, yeah. Like, you know. Do you you know what's funny? I, uh, Prince, uh, I've told the story on the on the pod before, but it bears repeating. Prince opened up a club when I was a kid called Glam Slam. Okay. Over here, off of uh, Temple, near this old uh, yard by downtown, and um, at Prince, he, in the opening night of his club. I was a kid. I was probably a teenager. Mm-hmm. He had uh, he had the he had a the opening night at Glam Slam. It was the first time I had seen uh, doorman with earpieces. I'd never yeah. seen that before. It was yeah. right, and I at the time was a kind of a wild young person, and uh, and I went to the club and I took a hit of this uh, window pane acid from San Francisco. And window pane acid. Yeah. Now, why why was it named window pane? It's window pane because it's it's cut into four pieces. Okay. And okay, you're supposed okay. to break off. And I, and I don't remember if I took one or if I took four, but I will tell you that it was some of the strongest acid I've ever taken. I also took mescaline that day. No, no, no. Let me ref- let me let me let me um, Vicodin lace with fe- fucking fentanyl gets everybody, man. He took fake Vicodin, fucking fentanyl, man. That Fuck. Gets everybody. Um. So I, I went to this club before the club. Me and my friend Crush, we drank Southern Comfort. Down the bottle of that. Never drank it after, never drank it before. Just drank it that one time. Down the bottle, nothing happened. It was like a delayed fuse. Then I took mescaline in the club. That Someone gave me a chip of mescaline. And then I took some acid. Because at the time, I was a little... Damn, you were stacking. I was crazy. <laughs> stacking I was stacking drugs. I was stacking drugs. Yeah, like I just was pushing the, pushing the boundaries. And within that, when I was in the club, to make a long story short, because of all that shit hitting at exactly the same time, I had a complete psychic break from reality. <laughs> and I thought that my friend Crush... I thought that he, because I was very worried about my life at the time, so the, yeah. my answer was to do more drugs. And I thought I thought that my friend Crush was secretly a millionaire, and he had a place in New York, and that I was going to be fine because he was going to take care of me and give me a job. Yeah. And I was so happy about it. And then in that delusion, I thought that he also owned the club we were in. Yeah. And and what I decided to do is I go, oh, we own this club. And, and in my mind, he's like, yeah, we own the club. And I go, cool, check this out. I take a glass and I throw it at the mirror behind the bar. There's no fucking reason. Like, yeah. just, I'm completely gone. Yeah. And um, and uh, and the the mirror shatters, and the bartender points at me, and these these doormen come out of nowhere, just yoked, all black earpieces, and just beat the shit out of me. And I can't feel a thing. Like yeah. I'm bulletproof. Up. Yeah. yeah, they're hitting me. My pants fall down. I'm just like, and they just throw me out the door. And it's like six in the morning. And it's like I'm right next to downtown LA, and I'm still high as a kite. And I'm looking at um, I'm looking at the skyscrapers, and I'm like, and I'm, I'm I lost I, I had a, I listen I actually lost my mind that day. Yeah. And uh, and I remember looking at the skyscrapers and being like, we own these tr- we own these buildings too. And and I just was like, and then this and then I was wandering around the parking lot. And this woman was trying to get me to go in her van, and I'm walking towards <laughs> her, and it's like, she's like, come on with me. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm walking towards her in this haze, and then my friend Crush pulls up in his little tiny gold MR2. 
He had a little gold MR2. You know what that car is? A little tiny. It Mazda, like right? A, yeah, yeah, a little yeah, yeah. fucking tiny two-seater. And he pulls up and he screeches and he goes, hey, get in. And then there's a woman kind of trying try to trying to uh, siren me into her van yeah. and then crush it. And he's like, get in the car. I'm like, oh, and he goes, get in. And I go to, and I go, okay, I'll get in. And I go to walk towards his car and he just takes off. So then I'm stranded in downtown LA. I mean, this is before I even had a cell phone. I'm stranded in downtown LA. Uh, I have not, I've, I probably have enough to make a call to my apartment. Okay. I call my apartment. I call my roommate Tuma at the time. And I'm like, hey, I'm down here. I, I don't even know where the fuck I am. He's like, I can't help you, man. And then I just, <laughs> and then I'm just there, high, and I'm just sitting there in the middle of the fucking street, not you know, on the curb. And this gardening truck pulls up. It's a true story. Gardening, gardening sh- security. No, 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 uh, no, no. A gardener. A gardener. gardener okay. A gardener okay. truck okay. pulls up. Right. He just stops right there, and I go, hey, I go, what's up? And he's like, what's up? I'm like, are you going to Venice? He goes, yeah. <laughs> and, and I go, I go, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to the circle. I lived a block away from the circle. And yeah. I go, can I get a ride? He goes, yeah. Just by coincidence. Just randomly. Yeah. And I jump in the dude's car. Don't say a fucking word to him. Yeah. Just like, just fucking just sit. And I get, I get out of the car and I thank you. And I, and I just go to my house and, uh, and I'm still, you know, and then I, I think I went and jumped in the ocean real quick to try to shake it off. So, so okay, there's a lot to take in. There's a lot to unpack. A lot, a lot to unpack. So <laughs> let's back up a little bit. Your boy, he pulled up and he said, get in. And then when he tried to get in, he was like, no, nah, fuck it, I'm going. Get in, get in. And by the time I started walking towards him, he bounced. So did, he, did you Missed. ever find out why he changed his mind? I think we, were, like we were all so fucked up. It's okay. like not even, I don't think he would even remember. He, if I were to tell the story, if he could, he would probably tell it differently than how I yeah. told it. Because I'm sure it was different. Is that the most fucked up you've ever been? One of a couple. What? No, no, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was. Okay. I do yeah. remember him and I having an argument for about an hour over yeah. this vest he had on. Yeah. And he goes, what if I take off the vest? And I go, well, take it off. He goes, well, does someone take it? I go, well, keep it on. He goes, well, it's too hot. Let me take it off. Like, we had a conversation going like that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was, you know, it was a different time, man. I'm, See, man, you know, it's funny because uh, I was having a conversation <laughs> with a friend the other day, and I was like, I don't understand why people do cocaine and do this and do that. Because the best high I've ever had is just off, off weed. Oh yeah, the most fucked up a high I've ever Absolutely. had is off edibles. Absolutely, I've never taken edibles before. And this girl I was dating at the time, her friend was like, "Yo, you know, try these weed cookies out." And I was like, "Yeah, bet." You know, they were chocolate chip cookies. I was like, "Yeah, I fuck with them." So I ate like three or four of them. Right? Yeah. So we go to this weird summer solstice party in you know in Silver Lake. I so I was like, "All right." So we go to this party. They got like you know Christmas lights. This is my first time seeing Christmas lights outside. I'm like, oh shit, they got Christmas lights outside. And trees and shit. This is some white people shit. But well, you've never seen Christmas lights outside. Not until I moved here. Where did you move from? Uh, Detroit. Oh, okay. So you know, black people don't put Christmas lights outside. Right, right, right. Detroit, you know, we put them up for Christmas. Right. So I get the Christmas lights outside in July, and I'm like, oh shit, it's a what? It's a summer solstice party. You know, I'm, I'm like, this is dope. So we eating. There's a big table in the back. There's food. Everyone's talking. There's people playing acoustic guitar, singing, <laughs> you know, folk music shit. And I'm like, oh, this is wild shit. So I get up to use the bathroom, and uh, there's this big plate of brownies sitting there. And I fuck with brownies. I love brownies. I'm like, oh shit, brownies. So I, I, I must have eaten like four or five because I'm greedy. I'm a greedy person. Yes. So no one had touched the brownies. Prior to that, oh, shit. so I come back and I sit down after eating about four or five. Hours. I'm just chilling. I'm good. So this girl, this girl runs out. She's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, who the fuck ate those brownies?" And I'm like, "Me, I ate those brownies. What's up?" And so she runs over to me. She's like, "Oh my god, are you okay? Are you okay?" And then her her roommate comes up. She's like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm good. Why, why yeah, like, I love brownies. I like yeah, I like I love brownies." Then the girl who initially gave me the weed cookies uh, earlier was like, "Oh my god, O'Neal, what the fuck?" And I'm like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? I'm good. And she's like, those are pot brownies. Oh, shit. Mind you, I had never taken um, any edibles in my life before. Oh, my God. 
So I'm like, okay, I'm Jamaican. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. I'm, I'm from Jamaica. I can handle that. I, said, I don't know. And still, you know, I'm good. Yeah. So I'm good. So she's like, you ate five chocolate chip cookies and four brownies, O'Neal. And I was like, okay, I'm good. Hour passed by. People keep on walking by and keep asking me if I'm good. I'm like, yo, why the fuck are y'all asking me? I'm cool. So I get in the car with this girl I'm dating. I get on the freeway. I'm on a one-on-one. I'm driving with her. You know, I'm driving. Oh, my like, God. I'm like, I don't know why they tripping. Talking about, you know, <laughs> why am I high? You know what I'm saying? I'm good. All of a sudden. You're in Tron. I am in Tron. <laughs> I hear this loud music like, boing, 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 boing. I just start hearing music. I'm not bullshitting. And I just see this kaleidoscope explode. Full, I'm not lying. Of no. colors in front of me. And I'm like, oh, oh. shit. <laughs> and I, I, I said to her, I said, I think you're going to have to help me guide to the side of the road. Because I, I was like, I, I'm seeing nothing but colors. So she helps me pull over to the side of the road. And she drives. And I get back to the crib. And I'm not bullshitting. All I saw was just colors and rainbows. And if you were, if you were to say my name, all I would hear is O'Neal, 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 oh O'Neal. And I saw like five, it was five of her in the room. Yeah. I was high for almost three days, bro. Yes. For three, I thought I was going to die. Oh my God. All I would see was colors, multiple versions of you and just echoes. And I was like, this is it. Worst high I've ever had. It took like three days for me to completely come down. Holy shit. And I was like, yo, if we can do this to you, what the well what no the that's the thing this, i've been telling people this weed is by far maybe one of the strongest drugs over everything yeah nothing fucks you up like i had this i have a very similar experience nothing will fuck you up like eating weed nothing because there is no there's no ceiling on the weed because with, if you do too much heroin you're gonna pass out or die yeah right you're just gonna fall asleep <laughs> like coke yeah. you're just gonna like you're just yeah. gonna end up like you're not even gonna feel anything you're just like this yeah. but the weed if you you eat uh, that ugh, I'm telling people weed is the strongest shit in the world. I had the same shit. I had a date with this girl. Right. First date. Came here. Uh, this is a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't really fuck around with anything anymore. But came here. We had some cookies. Same mm. shit. She got them from a friend. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm good. Eat the cookies. We go down this wine bar. Walk, over, walk to the wine bar. Yeah. Hanging out the wine bar. Talking. Goofing off. And then I'm sitting there and I'm looking at. Um, it's a wine bar down the street. And I'm looking at this place called Wacko Soap Plant. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like looking across the street and i'm just and i and i'm looking and i'm looking and i'm seeing the colors of the neon and i'm like oh no <laughs> i was like wait a minute i'm yeah. really schmacked like i'm fucked up yeah and i was like and I, and this girl was petite tiny and i and i and i go okay and i just start doing damage control and going okay i gotta get the fuck out of here before some weird happens and yeah. I gotta get her out of here. Yeah. And I was so high, I couldn't even fathom calling an Uber. I was like, we have to walk home. And I grab her and she's like, what's going on? I go, listen, we have to get out of here. She's like, what are you talking about, Mal? Something's happening to me right now. And it's gonna happen to you because I'm double your size and you're gonna be fucked in a minute. And she's like, and, and so I grab her, we have to go. And we just walk, this is like down, this is like down on hill. This is like a 15, 20 minute walk. Mm -hmm. It seemed like it took three hours because I'm, and she's, it's starting to kick in. So she's like just looking at stuff and going towards things. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, let's go. I'm like, no, no, no. We have to get home. Yeah, we have yeah. to get away from, we cannot be in the street because I can barely walk. And I just take this long ass walk. The whole world's tilting. Everything's fucking going backwards. And then we finally get to the house. And by then she's completely fucking toasted too. Mm -hmm. And I go, listen, I don't, this is our first day. I go, listen, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to stay in this living room. You're going to go as far away from me as possible into that bedroom. Mm -hmm. I don't know you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I want to make sure that like you're completely safe. And because I didn't want anything. I was so, yeah, yeah. so high that I didn't want to like 
I don't want to be near this person. I don't want there to be any kind of nothing. Miss, yeah, and I yeah, go, yeah. I go, just go there and sleep because you can't, you can't drive. Yeah. And I go, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to fall asleep. And she's like, deal. And she goes in the room and I just, I woke up to her leaving. You know, I just hear her heels and I go, I'll see you later. Yeah. We, you know, we dated again since, but that was a, that was a very, weed is powerful. Weed is powerful. That's why I'm like. And you're you know, Jamaican. And I'm, and I'm Jamaican. And if I'm saying they take it from me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why people do other drugs, I don't get. I, I have done acid a few times and I got to say, you know, acid is just great. <laughs> it's hard to come off of the acid. Though. It hurts. <laughs> The, the, like the next day, the the whenever I did acid, the next day would be so painful, really? and for yeah, I would just yeah, be yeah. so just like hurt, like like the, the the back of your neck, just like I'd feel like I was covered in dirt. It was just well, I've never, I mean, I've you never had, had that experience. I've never, well, I mean, I, I, I you know, I'm I'm around acid experts, so they probably you know, oh yeah, they probably the give right you the, doses or whatnot. Right. But man, I laugh, I laugh on it. It's probably give you really clean acid. A clean acid. This clean. Well, so there's dirty acid. Yeah. You, you got acid experts. I mean, shit. Yeah, they're probably giving you like, was it drops? Oh, uh, she gave me a little little thing to put on my tongue, a little plastic, look like a piece of little plastic shit. I don't know, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. And then the high is just perfect. Weed and acid, perfect drugs. Yeah. I, I don't know why anybody would do anything else. And I'm like, yeah. you know, you ain't gotta worry about dropping dead and dying, overdosing. I know, know? So. I know. I've done all the other, I've done all the else and there's nothing, it ain't great. Mushrooms is a perfect drug. Mushrooms too. Mushrooms. Yes, mushrooms too. Mushrooms the last time too. I was doing mushrooms, I felt like, I would I would feel like I was a uh, I was like I'm I would have these feelings like I'm in my most this is the perfect version of me right yeah. now I'm like I'm I'm fully realized like I'm a Superman right now and, I, and I would feel yeah know. pure drugs man yeah pure drugs the other stuff man you don't need it you're liable to die or make a fool out of yourself I've been I've been drunk to the point where you know yeah I made a fool out of myself on a few occasions but nah man I think weed acid yeah. mushrooms you're good you're just good don't for eat life. it have you eaten weed since. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, huh. I, I, I uh, take edibles, but I take the little candy, you know, water. You were high for three days. Huh? You were high for three days. I was high for three days. Bro, Damn. three days. Three days. Three days is just nothing but colors oh, and you're echoing voices. And you hallucinated for three days. Yeah, yeah. It was That's a wild. lot. You it ate a lot wild. of weed, man. Yeah. They do that twice. To eat a bunch of cookies and eat a bunch of brownies is... The shit was insane. Because they can't, they don't insane. know how to... I mean, I think now they're figuring out how to dose it properly. But yeah. Before it's like they get a pound of weed, make some butter, yeah. make some shit. They're and they like, just yeah, put shit in there and be like, eat this shit. And yeah. then you eat it at your own risk. You know, it's, it's funny because the high is so good now. When I take, when I go to the, the store and I get little droplets and I take them, I, I, I sleep like a baby. You do. I sleep like a baby. And I'm scared that I'm getting addicted to it. Like, I'm like, I got to take a, you know, a little edible before I sleep. But man, that's, that's I feel like I'm floating on the sheets. Do you smoke weed? Uh, do you smoke weed too? No, nah, I won't because I, I don't like how it feels. The, yeah, my throat. Yeah. I don't like that. I'll, I'll I'll eat it all day, but I won't I won't smoke it. Yeah. You're not one of those uh, weed smoking jujitsu guys who like smokes weed and then rolls and it's like. No, no, I, I've never done that. I should take an edible and roll though. You, you probably would unlock some shit, right? Yeah. You could finally take down some people. Yeah, you know I'm saying you be in your zone. <laughs> yeah, that's some fucking. That's what. Let's do that, bro. I can't. You can't, can't take edibles. No. no, I can't do. I don't do shit. Oh, first. Because I'm yeah. I'm a. I'm a I'm an alcoholic. Oh, okay. So you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just say that I have a very addictive personality. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. once I start doing shit, I'm you, like, you won't stop. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I was in a I went to a wedding, and I want I was like I went, I was with my girlfriend and her friend. They were like I was just this weekend. Yeah. And they come with us. We're going to this play. We're going to the shack on the on the grounds. I go to the shack and I enter this room, and it's like there's like eight people in here doing coke, and I'm just like. I'm not gonna do it, but I yeah. don't want to be near. It. I was like, I gotta go. Gotcha, I just, I just, gotcha, gotcha, I just, gotcha, I didn't even gotcha. say that. I was like, I'm out yeah. because I just don't want to even have the interaction. I got, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, all, look, 
Drugs are wonderful. I yeah. love drugs, but yeah. I just, I'm not, I can't, I, it's the same reason I don't have a box of cheeses in the house. Yeah, it's the same I, thing. I can't be trusted. It's funny because I, I'm, um, I'm so anti everything to my detriment. Yeah. I'm like, I ain't doing that shit. Everybody going left, I'm going right. Oh, y'all taking a shower? I'm not taking a shower. I'm, <laughs> I'm always taking anti, dirt. I'm taking dirt. Yeah. I'm always anti everything. So I think that's what stops me from becoming addicted to things. Right. But once I got introduced to certain drugs, I was like, hold up, maybe I was a little hasty. This, this mushroom shit, I can fuck with this. Yeah. And the acid thing, I'm like, I can fuck with this. Yeah. Then the edibles thing, I was like, I can really fuck with this. You gotta I mean, investigate. You, you gotta, gotta investigate, investigate everything. You gotta got try to. everything once, you know? At least once. At least once. No? Okay, good, we're good. Um, Hold on, I'm just checking time real quick. So you're from, okay, so I gotta be out at like 3.30ish. Okay, um, edit that out, please. That little little thing. So you're, are you? Did you grow up? Did you spend time in Jamaica? Yeah, I came to the United States when I was like eight, nine years old. I uh, moved to Detroit. Oh wow! And that was like you know mad culture shock for me because I moved straight from Detroit to the projects. Oh my god! I mean, straight from Jamaica to the projects, and you know I had a strong accent and everything. So all the black kids thought I was from Africa. Right. And I'm trying to explain to them like now nah, I'm from Jamaica, and they're like, yo, you got giraffes, and you know I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Billy Ocean. Famous oh, yeah. uh, Caribbean yeah. singer, but people call me Billy Ocean. Frank Ocean's uncle. Frank Ocean's uncle, Billy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's in Caribbean Queen all the time. Oh, yeah. So it was a culture shock for me. Get out of my dreams, get in my car. Is that Billy yeah, Ocean? Yeah, get out of my, my dreams. Get in the backseat, baby. Yeah. Get in the my Billy that's Ocean was 80s. the shit, man. Yeah, Billy Ocean no, was Billy very Ocean fly. Was shit. So he was fly as fuck. I mean, that's a different time, the 80s and, and R&B and just the way people got down. Like, it, it's kind of come back to that, that kind of vibe. 100%. But remember, like, it was normal for just dudes to be be like in like to be very flashy and flamboyant yeah wide open v-neck shirts yes. gold chains hanging gold out chains, yeah yep. you know it's yep. funny because we were talking about um crop tops um oh. this jujitsu guy just won a a big tournament yeah tim spriggs he won a big tournament and uh, he was talking about wearing crop tops and he was like you know men should be you know securing their sexuality and whatnot and everybody was clowning me because they know i wear crop tops and i was like uh i was like but why is that weird now? Because in the 80s, all men wore crop tops. That was normal. It was normal. So gang members it? wore crop tops. Yeah. Gang members had shirts up to here and fish, like, uh, net. Yeah. Net, net shirts with their nipples hanging out. So why is it why why is it feminine now in 2021? It's what, not, what's changed? It's, especially now. It's like, because you, I've seen you in the crop top, but there's no, there's no part of me that looks at you and it doesn't look like a stretch by any means. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's completely organic. Yeah. There are some people who should not, I should not wear a crop top, but there's some people who shouldn't, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'll never wear, I don't think no matter how fit I ever will, I'll never be able to pull off a crop top. It's what, just certain what, people. What if you wanted to wear that you haven't worn yet, but you really long to wear it? Oh, I, I, don't want you, I don't want you to give me a politically correct answer. I want you to <laughs> give me the deep, dark answer. Uh, and I'm gonna follow up with another question for you. Okay, okay. Um, what if I wanted to wear that I've never, I don't think there's anything that I've stopped myself from wearing that I wanted to wear. Yeah. I think that there are clothes that I that I, you know, be like being if I've been super overweight before, and there are clothes that I just couldn't fucking pull off. Yeah. So yeah. I dress a certain way. Yeah. And you just don't look good. Like you just don't look good in shit if you're overweight. It's yeah. just it's just I'm sorry, and for all all these fat people out there, it just doesn't look. It doesn't sit right. Clothes are not. Most clothes are not built, they're built for a certain body size. And there are clothes that do look better, but having been fat and having been not as fat, I'll tell you, it just lays better. Like you look at Zach, right? You yeah. look at Zach at the gym, yeah. his clothes just lay on him a certain way because he's there's no fat on him. Yeah, just, yeah. Oh, I respectfully disagree with you. Okay, because sure. I, I, because I've seen, I, I've always, this is gonna sound really weird, I'm not bullshitting you, but yeah. I've always thought clothes look, 
clothes look better on big people. I don't know if big oh. people are, I don't know if it's because big people have the pressure to layer and make it look good and really take the time to curate what they wear. You're fucking right. Right? I, you but, know what? You're, you're right because Maddie, when he wears his clothes, yeah. it looks good on him because on him. he's not trying, because when I'm, I'm trying to look like I'm less fat than I am if I'm wearing certain clothes. Mm -hmm. I, when I was fatter, I was like, I'm trying to like, I'm not trying to. Maddie just says like, "This is what the fuck I yeah, am." Yeah, and he I'm looks fly, right? And he looks good. Yeah. So I, you know what? I'm. I let me recant that whole thing I just said, and say that fat people, uh, let's dress and let's wear what the fuck we want to wear, yeah. and we look better than. I've always felt. I've small always people. felt like that, man. Like where Zach, he's lean and muscular. Shout out to Zach. I love. Shout him. out to Zach. Um, <laughs> he's lean and muscular and everything, but I've never looked at him and Zach. I love you. I've never looked at him and be like, man, Zach, fresh as hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I look at I'll sit, I'll be rolling. This is like, and I'm like looking, and yeah. I'm just catch, and I look at him in the in the thing. I'm like, oh, I like the way he's like, I like the lines that yeah, he's got, yeah, like yeah, I like yeah, the way yeah. it sits on him. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I, part of my job is I look at clothing all the time, look yeah, at yeah. people wearing it. Um, but let me ask you this: okay. this is a good question because, yeah. do you think that there's ever going to be a time when you're going to start wearing a dress? Yeah, I've, I've worn them already. You have? Oh, man, great. Oh. Hey, bro, bro, great question. He's already done it. Let's talk about this. So, okay, so Austin and I were in New York for Fashion Week. We're yeah. doing some work out there. And um, we are at dinner um, one night. And um, they had posted a picture of uh, Jordan Clarkston in a Tom Brown suit. You know, the, the, Jordan, the, the, who's that? Uh, played for the, he played for the, the he's sixth man of the year. Okay. Uh, for the Hornets, I think. I don't watch. Well, I, could be, I could be dead. We used to play for the Lakers. But yeah, okay. corn rolls and, you know, okay. light skin. Oh, yeah. Young yeah. Cat. So he had the Tom Brown uh, Oh, yeah, suit. yeah. I know you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, right. And then earlier that day, they posted Russell uh, Westbrook, too, right, yeah, out yeah. there for Fashion Week. And he's really out there. And he was shirt. out. He had the V-neck sweater yeah. with the skirt, which, you know, listen, I've worn some wild man skirts before. Yeah, you um, have. You've done it. You've yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I had a Fear of God skirt when okay. they when I came out, all that stuff. Like, yeah, I love man skirts. I okay. love them. I got, okay. I've gotten roasted for them. And uh, so Austin and I were having a conversation about that. And he was like, I just don't think it's, uh, you know, yes, yes. Yeah. See, I think <laughs> I could be wrong, but I think the V-neck cardigan or yeah. and the uh, skirt didn't go well together. Whereas Jordan Clark's outfit with the suit. I think the V-neck, look, if you just show the V-neck, that right there, that's I like what he did. Yeah, I like the yeah. V-neck and I like the necklace. Yes, I like, I like that. that. I like the no t-shirt. As I you like can that. see, I got no shirt under this. And I got, that's I'm fly. Very, that's it's fly. like, we're just, yeah, I'm just being but then, completely fly. When you scroll down, then you're like, oh. But then he's got the witch boots yeah. and the dress. <laughs> witch boots. <laughs> he got the yeah, long, like, look how long the witch boots are. Yeah, I, like, I wasn't fucking. feeling that, man. But Jordan's <laughs> yeah. outfit was dope. And I think it's because it had some masculinity to it with the tie, the jacket. Cause that's Tom Brown too, I believe. Um, the so, blazer and whatnot. But yeah, I love man skirts. I think they're dope. So can you go to Jamaica uh, wearing a skirt? I probably have a little, some issues. You have some issues. Yeah, Jamaicans are like, you they're know, very, they're very extremely homophobic. homophobic really homophobic. homophobic. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny about like a lot of a lot of reggae music is that people don't even, people are like singing this shit about all, and they don't know what the fuck they're saying. Oh my, they don't know what they're, they're saying. They're saying it's a yeah. wild shit. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> I don't even know if I can say it because, but they're, you know, they'd they be saying some, they have whole songs about like, whole song, and, and words, and, and yeah. words. Yeah, yeah. They call, they, they have two words, you know, and obviously, you know, I'm far from homophobic. I'm just saying what Jamaican people say. Um, but they have two words um, they refer to as uh, as Fosse yeah. or uh, Batman. Or Batman, means, uh, yeah. but, but man. <laughs> and when I was young and ignorant and didn't know better, you know, when I was in college, I used to go around calling, you know, some guys that didn't understand Patois. I'd be like, well, I'm Batman. Yeah, Batman. That's all you know, Batman. They'd be like, hey, what's up, O'Neal? I'm like, yeah, Batman. And then my friend from Jamaica was like, yo, you can stop saying that because people are starting to you are starting to catch what, on. <laughs> what that word means. But yeah, uh, Jamaicans are extremely homophobic. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. so I probably have some issues. But I mean, you know, uh, uh, there's a little movement going on there. Obviously, there's a you know shit ton of, of gay and lesbian uh, artists in Jamaica right. that are coming out and performing. Right. Some big ones. So I mean, you know, they have to change with the times. You don't have a choice. Things are changing, man. Things are changing, man. I hear. So, you know, I heard a whole. I read that this is we're going down a, a weird path, but I heard a whole thing about why Jamaicans are so homophobic, and it, it's it's like because of old uh, buck breaking practices. You know about this shit? Like, uh, enslaved from slavery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard some more about it. I've heard some yeah, things about some, it. Yeah, some yeah, shit yeah. I heard about and I'm like, it's it's deep. It's like deeply rooted shit. Yeah, yeah. Like all this shit comes from somewhere. Like, all of it comes from somewhere. Some yeah. psychological damage and history and family yes. and whatnot, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Jamaica, um, the thing I, I've, I've known some Jamaican people in the States and I'm gonna say this, uh, the most Jamaican men I met, not many Jamaican women, but most of Jamaican men I've met are have a, a lot of hustle, like a lot of like they are hustle. Like I don't know what it is. Am yeah. I wrong? Okay, Jamaica- so okay, okay, so I'm not gonna say that's not true. Yeah, I'm Jamaican. Yeah, and the first time I ever heard about the Jamaicans having 15 jobs is when I was watching In Living Color. See, I'm not I talking about that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. You, yeah, but when they said that, I didn't, I didn't know what that meant because yeah, yeah. I didn't know what that meant. The Jamaicans in Venice were like the the ones in Venice were either down at the beach smoking weed selling these little coconut bongs yeah, or yeah. they were like in the there was like some weird jamaican gangs in venice and they were doing some other shit there was jamaican gangs in venice yeah yeah there was there was there was i think that some of the local jamaicans yeah once in a while you'd hear a story where like some of the local gang members would like step on their toes and yeah. then these fools would just pull up on some wild shit yeah they yeah. would pull up like with fucking machine like the whole shit with the old beamer and the machine guns back, yeah, was yeah. it i don't know what that model beamer is people are starting to run it again but yeah i just heard stories about them pulling up on fools and just being like it was such a strong force that they're like the, even the local gangs like all right we're not gonna we're gonna let this lie right now yeah because they're on some wild oh, shit. jamaican gangs are different i'm um in michigan my father was I, I wonder if i can say this um in michigan my father was uh, good friends with uh <laughs> this is gonna sound great. People gonna laugh, but the Jamaican Posse really exists. Yeah, that gang really exists from that Steven Seagal movie. They oh, exist. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're all BMW driving. Yeah. You know, but Jamaicans have their affinity for BMW. I'm a big BMW outside. They love BMWs. <laughs> and um, I remember coming home from work at nighttime, and on on our street, it would be nothing but BMWs up and down the street. And I go inside, and they're playing um, this game called Ludi. Or something mm-hmm. like that, Ludi, and he, my father would hold the pot that all the money would be there, and it'd be nothing but Jamaican gangsters in there. And oh shit! Jamaicans are intimidating already with with the strong accent when they curse and say things. Or yeah. but to see them and then listen to them talk and everything. Yeah. And I'm from, I'm from Jamaica, but it's still very the country ones too, right? Yeah, yeah. The, on it, the raspy voice, and it's extremely yeah. intimidating. So I can see how if a gang of them pull up with some guns and then they start talking and they mix the accent with the guns and I'm like, oh, I'll cut you, and I'll cut you up. And you're yeah. like, oh shit, he might cut me up for real. You yeah. Know? It's scary. Yeah, yeah it's some yeah. other shit. It's some like, other shit. Yeah. Some other shit. So. I, I always say, that don't fuck with people from the country, right? You go to like any place yeah. that has country people, you go to Hawaii, you go to Jamaica, like they're just, they're, they're, they got different That's bones, true. man. They're That's different. True. They got different structure. Right, they, they play a different game. Like there's city people think they're tough. That you're not tough. That you fuck with some fucking country people. Yeah. People that are in the country are just like, they're just different animals. Man. Yeah, I agree. I agree because I don't know if it's because they're getting water from the well and yeah. running around yeah. barefoot and shit. But they, <laughs> just, just eating raw corn. And you just, know they up for the shit. They're with the shits. I'm yeah. like, I ain't with the shits, bro. I'm about to get a, a latte. Yeah, I need a smoothie. Yeah, yeah. I'm very soft. Yeah. That's funny. I'm like, I have like a three minute burst in the gym where I'm like aggressive, and the rest of the day I'm just like. Typing on a fucking computer. Yeah, I'm good. Looking at my dog and shit, like blah blah blah. You know. Which um, is, let me ask you a question. Um, uh, 
Speaking of which, a three-minute burst in the gym. So uh, what do you love about jujitsu? What, what do I love about yeah, it? Yeah, what, what do you love about it? What do you love about it? Oh, my God. Because um, I, was, I was just talking to, um, I don't know if it was Isaac or Zach, and I was uh, talking about how, you know, how you're always there. You're training and religiously, and you get nice roles in. You're so committed to it, right? Yeah. And I'm like, damn, Tutor is one of the most committed students there. What do you love about it? What, like, how did you discover it? Oh, that, I've always wanted to ask you that. Oh, man. Um, damn. Uh, what do I love about it? I. You know what's crazy? The first thing is I I put off doing it forever. Yeah. It's been I've been around jujitsu and sur- two things I've been around my whole life: jujitsu and surfing. Yeah, I haven't done either. Yeah. I never I, I I boogie boarded as a kid. I didn't never surfed because I was in graffiti. And then jujitsu I didn't even do it because in the nineties it was like the guys I knew who did jujitsu were basically beating the shit out like coming out of the class with broken noses and shit. And I was like yeah, yeah. I was like fuck I don't know if I want to do that. I was like it's, you know I would do I did some muay thai, I did some baka. I didn't do yeah. jujitsu. It's like and I also didn't want to like. I didn't like, I was like, I don't want to fucking wrestle guys and I don't want to wear that. I don't want to wear the pajamas. I had a different yeah. mindset, you know? Yeah, yeah. That being said, I just got into it a couple, like maybe two years ago, maybe. And I instantly was like, A, you can, you can like, A, you're in it instantly. Yeah. Like you don't, you know, you have to box for years before you can spar yeah. effectively without yeah. taking someone's head off or vice versa. Yeah. In Muay Thai, it's like, it's dangerous to spar. You yeah. fuck someone. Jitsu, you can get in there right day one. If you want to wrestle, you can wrestle, That's true. right? That that was great. Two, you can, you can um, without much skill, you can, you can kind of, uh, adjust your like I, I learned you know I had the first like whatever five six months of being a spaz and like mm-hmm. and then once I learned to like temper it now I do it differently for every guy yeah, yeah and you can you can have a different fight with every person you know I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna roll with Tony the same way I roll with fucking Sebastian yeah, right yeah and um and and the, the, and so I'm able to to really um to to temper to to level up or down but that's not why I love it the, the why I love it is is it's so there's so much to know. Mm-hmm. Other 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 fight sports are like very simple. There's a couple moves, there's a couple hits, there's a couple kicks, yeah. and that's it. Right? Like beyond like karate and shit, where you could probably study your whole life or kung fu or some shit. But but jiu is like there's so much to know, there's so much to learn, and it's so engaging. Like yeah. as a like you're I'm I'm you're doing things and you're working on a level that no workout's gonna give you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no, there is no like wrestling with another person pushing against, pulling, grabbing, like nothing feels like that engagement. And yeah, I get, you get to fight. I get to fight every day. Yeah. I love to fight. Like I love doing that. I love being like, okay, I'm gonna fight today and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give everything I got right now. And, and I'm just so, and it's like, and it's also so interesting. Cause like, there's just, you make the, it's such a small incremental move and like, I don't know. It's it's the most interesting thing I've ever done, and the most addictive thing I think I've done yeah. sports wise. Because there's a there's an end goal. Like I learn this thing, and we have a role, and there's a there's a there's a fucking a solution every time. Yeah. And I either get I I get choked or choke someone, and um, I don't know. And it's just I don't know. It's really interesting to me, and it's really complicated. And it's like there's so many different layers and levels, and yeah. And there's so much to learn, and it's fucking humbling. Like right out the gate, I was getting fucking thrown around by by like a teenage kid who like yeah. outweighed me by thirty pounds at the time. Yeah. But he was just just smothering me, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like I'm yeah. not. It's really humbling for me, and I need that. I need to be humble. I need to be like, and I love, and I also love the, I love that there's a defined fucking system. Yeah. Like here's this belt, and here's this belt, and these guys have put in this much. These guys are this much better than you, and this guy is a little bit worse than you, but he might fuck you up. And this guy, you're never gonna fuck with. Like, yeah. I love that yeah. there's just like a straight hierarchy. You know, I think the, the, and that's the reason why I asked you because most of the people, you know, when I when I talk to them and I ask them why they're doing it, they all give me the same answer, hmm. and I, I don't think that's a that's a 
coincidental. Jiu-jitsu, you hear people talk about it and it seems so niche when you talk about it. When I talk about it to people who don't know about it, they're like, oh, what, what, what the fuck is that? Yeah, it's yeah. so niche, but I'm like, it shouldn't be. It's one of the most hidden niche things that should be worldwide and mainstream for all those reasons you, that you said. Yeah. It's humbling. Yeah. It's like human chess. Yes. You're never the biggest fish in the pond. Yeah. You're always figuring things out. It's yeah. ever evolving. Yeah. And it gets all your negative energy completely out. Completely so by out. the time you, you're, you know, you're out of there, you're as meek as a lamb. Yeah. And you know, the, the whole dress thing, right? It's funny because I, I crack jokes with them all the time. They're like, oh, Neil wears man dresses and everything. And I'm like, and I was telling Isaac that today. I was like, yeah, I love wearing man dresses. But I was like, the weird thing is jujitsu has enabled me to wear man dresses. Yeah. Because if I couldn't grapple and fight and do all that stuff, I would probably second guess myself like, I'm not wearing this because people might judge me. But because I, I have confidence, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm wearing a dress. If you got that much of a problem with me, yeah, we can square up. What do you want to do? You know what I'm right, saying? Right, but that's yeah. your last reason. You're not even that, definitely the last. You're resort. such a weapon, like that. You're not even. That's you don't even want to engage. That, that, you're that, not looking for a fight. You're just never. Like, it enables you to walk away from fights yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, because you're like, okay, I'll be this, I'll be that. But if it came down to it, I don't. I don't think. Well, I would, you know, I think every man, woman, and child on the earth should do jujitsu. Not even to compete. I mean just just for the experiences. Because if you can get through that, if you yeah. can get through that ocean yeah. and drowning in that ocean consistently, yeah. life is not gonna be a piece of cake, but you will you will so, understand. That's it. You learn so much and like people this is the thing about this right now is that people that don't people hate this shit. Like we're talking yeah. about they, people yeah. that don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People that do it like, yeah. <laughs> people that don't do it like fucking nerds. But I'll tell you like when you're when you're trapped under someone and you're just like and you want to to tap out but they're not they're not hurting but they're smothering you yeah and no. you want to tap out and you have to talk yourself through and go i'm not gonna die yeah. if i just last a few more minutes a few more seconds just don't tap yet yeah right yeah. just smothering you and yeah. i can breathe and like you know because it's it's like dealing with being uncomfortable yes which is like yes i probably lived a life where i've always put my comfort in front of things and be like i just want to come but like you know what dealing with those minutes like you're there for three minutes at around five minutes maybe seven yeah. it's, uncomfortable. it's uncomfortable and you're being moved around and you're you're being forced to do things you don't want to do but that's fucking life baby yeah like, that's how you grow yeah i mean there's not a there's not a day that you know i come to to the gym and you know when isaac and i are all at cobrinas where we got our black belts and we're training there's not a day where i, where I feel like i'm gonna handle everybody on this map oh yeah for 14 years I've been doing this. Every time I walk in, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me just get this shit over with. Yeah. I've never felt comfortable. That's a great thing. Yeah. You know, because it's a metaphor for life. It really is. It's also um, really cool to see these dudes, like guys, because I, I was one of these guys and I'm seeing guys that like white belts and blue belts that are like i used they, they're figuring me out yeah, yeah and i yeah. used to be able to fucking i had a couple moves i would do and just like just walk through them now they're just all figuring me out they're like you ain't doing yeah. any of that shit and the thing that's fucked up is like i'm probably one of the heaviest dudes in there mm -hmm. and these dudes are keeping i'm like how the fuck are you keeping me off yeah. of you yeah i weigh you by maybe 100 pounds yeah pop some of them right yeah, yeah i could be 100 i could have 100 pounds on you and you're fucking i i can't get around you that's crazy like that's there's crazy, dudes man. in there there's dudes in there who little tiny guys who i cannot get by the rules of jujitsu, I yeah. cannot get through them. Yeah. I cannot stop. I can't beat them. Yeah. And I and physically could like bench press and throw them across a room. Yeah. And I cannot get through their defense. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. That's a that's crazy, crazy. Like they. I'm like, how did you get me off you? Yeah. Like, and it forces us to level up because you 
having to deal with that forces you to recalibrate your game. Right. Like, okay, so what, I, what am I doing? Uh, I need to fix this. And it's interesting because people have the gi versus no gi thing. Yeah. And they're like, you know, gi is very sporty and, you know, you're wrapping the gi around somebody's leg in the streets, you wouldn't do all that. And I'm like, yeah, you probably wouldn't. No gi is closer with the wrestling and the submissions. Yeah. You're going straight to submissions. But what training in the gi gives you is that technical prowess. So you'll always approach things when you go no gi yeah. from a technical point of view as opposed to let's just bash each other in the head until one of us faints. Right. Hey, you you gambling. It's yeah. a 50 50 thing. Why would I want to gamble? I want to yeah. I want to have a surefire path to dismantle you without having scraping my knuckles up or breaking a finger or break, yeah. you know, I don't want to go into battle. Safer for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I want it to be safe yourself. for me. I want to get to that position. So I think that's what the uh doing work. I love the, the nogi. I love it. Because love they nogi. can't with nogi, most people the way they fuck with me is they're they're grabbing pieces of my gi and yeah. trying to control them. Nogi, they cannot there's nothing yeah. to grab. Like you grab my arm, I'm just going like this. Like, yeah, it's the most carnal way to fight. I mean, yeah. it's just mano y mano. We're, yeah. we're going. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's it's good shit, man. Like I, I don't know. I love it. And yeah, I'm I'm like, I don't even uh I just love doing it. It's crazy. I, just, I never I've never had this this I've never had this experience in doing anything physical like yeah. jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, I don't know. It's fucking awesome. It's also like I'm also I'm also getting dropped into a place that's like it's a really nice like the place that we go to is like really nice. Yeah. Uh it's yeah. it looks beautiful. Everything's fucking beautiful. It's like the, the the interaction's nice. Isaac's such a good guy. Like yeah. such a nice even guy. Such a nice even such guy. Such a nice guy. Like yeah. just an absolute beast, but like a you know, there's no ego in there. Yeah. No one's got a fucking ego. Like you don't see a lot of fucking people in there coming in and trying to be dicks. You know, nah. like once in a while you see them, but then they Every, we, we weed them out. We yeah, weed you them weed out them real out. fast. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. It's a good environment. Great environment. Great environment. Yeah. 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 Um I want to talk about your LA County story. Oh shit! Can we talk we about talk, that. We talk about. We talk about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because yeah, Howder came on and told a story about LA County. I think it'd be funny to hear your version. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You were saying we'll do that, and we'll do a call, and then I gotta, and then have those animates, and I gotta, I gotta be out here in fifteen. I gotta like fucking fly. But it'll be, it'll be short and sweet. Is it, okay. Would it be smart for me to mention the whole Bloods and Crips thing about how they're? Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Run that shit. Right, right. Um. Okay, so yeah, LA County was wild. You ever been locked up? LA County? I've had a warrant. <laughs> uh, What'd you are you you're still rolling? What'd you have a warrant for, Alex? I it was bullshit. I don't even really know. I just didn't pay a ticket and I didn't do it. Oh yeah. And uh I didn't know that you got in I didn't in LA. Yeah, yeah. They don't do that in Texas, huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> I had those I had a I had those warrants as a kid for like bullshit. Like I think I got a jaywalking ticket to turn into a warrant when I was a kid, and I was like, right. "They're like, you have to re report to jail." I'm like, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I got um, I had a, <clears throat> I had an outstanding warrant for something I'm not going to disclose. I did nothing bad. But it's off my record and whatnot. But at the time, <laughs> I like he. <laughs> listen, I got a warrant. Nothing bad. They just gave me. A, they issued a warrant because they didn't was, like my haircut. They didn't like my haircut. Here's here's. Let me tell you a funny story. I was on Sunset. And I stopped at Starbucks. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run this whole story down. It's wild. I stopped at Starbucks to get my favorite, you know, chai tea latte. Yeah. And I I don't have tags on my car, but the tags are at my place. The tags got delivered. I just didn't put them on the car. That day. Yeah, yeah. So I see a, a police car coming to the the Starbucks driveway, and they, they're patrolling, circling. So I look, you know, you know, you. You're in your car. You're in. No, I'm in Starbucks. You're inside. I'm in, I'm in Starbucks okay. at the time. So I look and I see police. You got a dress you know? on. Yeah, I ain't got no dress okay. on this time. I just took the dress and off. Took the dress took off. Put on some some slacks. You know. Right. Dress was uncomfortable. It was hot. And um, it was Christmas time. It was around Christmas time. 
So I see the, the car, you know, circle a lot. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, the police, all right, whatever. Got my chai tea latte and I come out and I go to my car and the car just pulls up like, Woo! right next to the car. So the officer gets out, he's like, hey, you, you ain't got your tags on your car. I said, oh, don't even trip, don't even trip. I live right around the corner. Literally, I live right behind the Starbucks. I was like, my tags at my crib, I'm gonna put them on, we gonna be good. We good, right? <laughs> so he looked at the car, he looked at me, he's like, yeah, yeah, we good, we good. So he goes back to the car and his partner gets out and whispers something to him. And then he turns back around. He goes, he, he's black. <laughs> we can't let him go. What the fuck, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? What did you do? We, we, don't, we don't let them go. Find something. <laughs> so he comes back and he's like, uh, hey man, he's like, I don't know what the fuck you did. I'm not lying, that's what he said to me. I don't know what the fuck you did, but I ain't never seen nothing like this in my life. I said, I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you have an outstanding nationwide warrant. And I'm like, well, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know what that means. He's like, that means we taking you in, <laughs> right? So I'm like, I'm blown away. I'm like, what could I have a nationwide warrant for? So they take me to the Hollywood station and all the officers in there are trying to figure out why I'm there, what this nationwide warrant is about. So they're coming and they're asking me questions. You ever done this? You ever done that? I'm like, nah, man, you know, I, I graduated master's degree. I'm an educator. I'm a theater student. I was like, man, I never get in trouble in my life. You know what I'm saying? I haven't done anything. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. So they keep asking me questions. They keep asking me questions. And they just don't know. Finally, you know, they find out what it is. I'm not going to disclose it, but it wasn't that bad. Uh, so they find out what it is. I wonder, what was it? And they're like, it we, have, we have to hold you. And I'm yeah. like, hold me for what? They're like, we're going to process you and send you to, you know, L.A. County. Okay. So all I know is what I've seen. How long have you been up. in L.A. by that time? I've, oh, man, I've been in L.A. 16 years. By oh, 16 years. Oh, been so here. you've been here for a while. I've been here for a while. Oh, you, know, okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm local. Right. So all I know is what I've heard and what I've seen on lockup. LA right. County is considered like a level four prison. It's yeah. bad, all this shit. Yeah. So I spent a couple nights in Hollywood. So I'm stressed out. I'm calling people. You're whatever, in the holding whatever. tank trying to get in out of there. You're in the holding tank trying to get out of there. Yeah. So one night, maybe like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, they moved me, right? Moved me downtown. So listen to this, man. I'm not bullshitting you. The whole processing thing legit takes maybe 10, 11 hours. Yeah. All right. So you first, you sleep deprived and you're in there with, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but you in there with millions yeah. of motherfucking <laughs> Literally millions. Literally millions of goons. <laughs> yeah. That don't give goons. a fuck about shit. Yeah. You know, if like you, you, and you see the real goons. And you see the real They're goons. They're all in one place. You're like, oh my all God. All in one place. So they put me in this holding, this big ass holding tank when it had to be at least 200 motherfuckers in there. And so I'm not bullshitting you. I'm not making none of this up. I'm sitting there, I'm just like, you know, I gotta go see the judge and whatnot. So I'm sitting there, I'm nervous, you know, praying, talking to God, cause you know, you talk to God the most when you're in trouble. So I'm like, Jesus, Lord, please God help me do this. I'm sitting there and this big, super muscular black dude with a bald head, gotta be in his like 40s, but like he, 6'4", maybe 240, 250, all muscle. He takes his shirt off and he stands on one of the bench and he's like, on the benches and he's like, none of you motherfuckers can fuck with me. I'll fuck all you motherfuckers up. So I wear, I'm way across from him and I see him. <laughs> now there's about 200 motherfuckers in here. No way he can see me, Yeah. right? So I look up and I'm like, oh shit, this is wild, <laughs> right? He takes his shirt off, you know, he starts beating on his chest and shit, I'm like, God, so I put my head down. I'm sitting literally on the opposite side. You're like, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, down on a bench where no, where he can't see me. The motherfucker starts walking around the holding tank. 
And he's like perusing area, looking around, looking around. Somehow, some fucking way, he, wants he to makes eat. his way he's over to me. He's looking for something to eat. Yeah, yeah, he makes his way over to me. And he's like, hey, man. And I have my head down. I'm like. <laughs> what did it say on his chest? Uh, no, he just, nothing. No he just, he just, no, no, he was big, big oh, black, okay. muscular dude. He just right. took his shirt off. Just was walking oh, around okay. the holding tank. He was comfortable, shirtless in the holding tank. And he's it like, said, hey, man. I like ice cream on his chest. <laughs> I love motherfuckers <laughs> like you. He's like, hey, man. And I just, you know, I keep my head down. I'm like, maybe if I just don't look at him, you know, maybe they're not talking to me. And then he taps me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, man, what's up? And I look at him and I'm like, hey, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I don't want to be, I'm not trying to be, I'm like, hey, man. He's like, what's up? I, I, I send something about you, man. You look like you fight or something, man. Like you do something, man. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't fight, bro. I don't, you know, he's like, no, I can just tell something about you, man. And I was like, I was like, I do jujitsu, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I do martial arts. He's like, yeah, I can tell, man, that shit coming off you. In my mind, I'm like, is he saying that because he wants to fight? Yeah. Because I don't want to fight, man. I'm trying yeah. to get to the crib, yeah. you know? But he was really saying it because, for lack of a better word, I guess he thought we were kindred spirits or whatever, right. you know what I'm saying? I got cool with him. That's crazy. His name was Stonewall. I'm not bullshitting. What the fuck? And he was like, he used to be the sparring partner for like Michael Spinks and all them back in the days. Oh shit. And so me and him got really, really cool. Make a long story short, Stonewall gets out. All these guys get out. I'm the only person who gets to have to How stay How the fuck in. did Stonewall all, just smell? He just goes. He just smells me. He holding it on. Yeah, he just and knew. was like, I can tell you can fight. Wow. Now mind you, let me tell you something. I fight. But I ain't fighting nobody in LA County. I'm not, yeah. I don't want no parts of that. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, man, listen, I'm not even built like that, bro. I'm trying to go to Africa. I ain't even been to Africa yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to travel. I want to see the world. Yeah, you don't get caught up. In yeah, I want to go to Thailand. I want to you know, yeah. do none of this. I get processed, which is like 11 hour, 12 hour ordeal. We getting shipped around and they finally give me my orange. They put me in the orange, right? So we go into a big holding cell where there is like a tower where all the officers are, the guards, and they look at the different cells. Your cells are huge. There's at least 60 or 70 people in the cells and uh, there's upstairs and the downstairs and there's towers that, that are tinted and they look at you and watch you like hamsters in a glass cage. I'm not bullshitting. So I don't know where we're going. So I get a mattress in the orange and so I get in there and I'll just start walking upstairs because I'm like, I guess I'll be bunk upstairs. I'm going upstairs and all the black dudes that were downstairs like, yo, black, hey, black. Nah, black, hey, black, you with us. And I'm like, what are you talking to? And they're like, you, you with us. That's not, that's not ours, that's theirs. Talking about the Southsiders and the Pisces and whatnot. Yeah. So I come downstairs, they give us the law of the land. You know, this is the way it is. This is our phones, this is their phones. This is our showers, this is their showers. You don't sit on this side, they sit on this side, whatever. So I'm in, in my mind, I'm like, this is some Oz type shit. Like, this is all real. It's all surreal to me. Right. I'm there, but I'm, I'm like, I'm in a fucking dream. You're this disassociating. Is not, this, yeah, I'm yes. disassociating completely. Yeah. So you have the blacks. <laughs> yeah. You have the Southsiders and Pisces, which is a crew, right? And then you have the others, and the others were white, Asian, yeah. whatever, you know? So they, we all have our seats. So I'm in there, man. And um, yo, it's just, the, the wild thing was that you know, you had your bloods in there, you had your crips in there and whatnot. But from my association, my understanding, you know, I'm like the bloods and crips are formidable. You didn't, you didn't feel like that when you were locked up in LA County. It was Southsiders and Pisces because obviously they outnumbered everyone mm -hmm. ten to two, and their influence and their intimidation. I was, I worked in the kitchen mm -hmm. and I was cooking with one of them, and he was like, "Yo, man, I like you, man. I fuck with you, man." He's like, if a fight break out, let's act like we uh, fighting and we knock each other out so they won't kill you. And he started laughing and he kept on stirring the soup. <laughs> I was like, 
I was like, for real? <laughs> like, like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh shit. So I, you know, I got cool with everybody. Yeah. I got, I, I never, I didn't try to mob around like I was tough. I was hard. I got cool with everybody, and they would make me like those, uh, you know, those crosses, Little lanyard, those, yeah. yeah, out of out of the, the cotton and everything. And I was probably like the only black dude in our group that was cool with everybody. All right, you know what I'm saying? And all of them fuck with me. That's when I realized, like, okay, man, you know, not that I had this whole <laughs> jail thing figured out, but I was like, all right, man, if you cool, you cool. Yeah, regardless of whatever, there's gonna be people in there that's gonna try you and whatnot, but. If everybody fuck with you, they fuck with you. Yeah. But you would see the difference, just like in the real world. You'd have your assholes that would try. We had one dude in our group that went over there and used their bathroom, sat on their tables and stuff, and stuff would happen. Right. Stuff would happen. Yeah. And then you had other dudes that followed the rules and there was no problem. Right. The jail politics was just absolutely fascinating to me. Because yeah. it, it, it was all the shit that I'd seen on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I started living it. After you got through working, you got to open up your ass cheeks. They check your ass cheeks for stuff. This was like an everyday thing. Yeah, the officers were like assholes. Like when they walked down the hallways, you'd have you'd have to turn around and face the wall. You couldn't look at them. Right. You know. And then I got extradited. Oh, you did. This is the crazy part of the story because my warrant was in Detroit. Ah. So I spent like two and a half months in LA County, which was oh, just shit. wild, wow. wild. And then like at three in the morning, because for some reason they like getting you at three in the morning. The U.S. Marshals came to extradite me, so they put me on a, a bus. They shackled my hands together, and they shackled my feet together, and they shackled my hands to my waist like I was Hannibal Lecter. Right. And I get on the bus with a whole bunch of other motherfuckers. You, they don't care if if you have a uh, an outstanding warrant and, and they're extraditing you, they will put you next to murderers, killers. It did not matter, and it was a twelve day bus ride. So if they catch you surfing and you have a warrant, yeah. they're taking you in your surf shorts yeah. to a, through wherever, whether it's cold, winter, it didn't matter. And they would feed us McDonald's every morning, like nasty McDonald's. And there were two US Marshals in the front with shotguns and two in the back. We stopped over at Davis County, Kentucky, which is another bad lockup that I watched on television. We spent Christmas there. The whole experience was so surreal. The guy that I was shackled next to, me and him became friends, and and I was like, man, what you know, what you what you what you what you in here for? What they got you for? He's like, man, you know, people would always say some bullshit, you know, which means you know none of your business. Yeah. But he's like, man, some bullshit. You know, I'm working at Wendy's. I'm a manager at Wendy's now. I got my life together. Got my girl. He gave me a whole spiel. You know, I ain't got no reason not to believe him. I buy the whole thing. When we get to Detroit, we have a video arraignment. <laughs> And he goes in before me. And the judge on the video monitor is like, on the count of murder one, on the count of assault, attempted assault, murder two, did it, did it. She just called, she just called all this crazy shit out. And I'm looking at him like, <laughs> like Wendy's. And as he's, yeah, 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 Wendy's. And as he walks by, he's like, good luck, man. And I'm looking like, the thing that I learned is um, all those guys, they were reoccurring offenders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all knew each other. And yeah. it was their world. Yes. Jail was their world. Yep. You know, and no, it's a cult. There's a whole jail cult. culture, especially in in shit, especially in L.A. The L.A. is so so much of the culture of L.A. The the quote unquote street culture is jail culture. Yeah. Like a lot of fashion has come out of like people don't understand, but come out of jail. Hundred like percent. People dress people dress like they dress in jail on the street. Then that gets adopted by, and next thing you know, there's like a dude on a runway dressed in what was a jail kid at one point. Yeah, you Which know, is like wild. Shit it's crazy. Crazy man. Um, crazy. Well, what that was a. Damn, that was how I want to. Uh, I got talk. more. I got. I got detail stories. I got knife stories. I got all types of stuff. Crazy. Knife stories. I got crazy stories. Yeah, put people like knives on me. You know, 
I got, I got jail. Jail was, it was a surreal experience. Eye opening is what it was. And then you don't want to go back. No, no, no. I don't listen. I don't even. even what happened? You, wait, someone pulled a knife on you. Okay, we got. I gotta hear this story, and then we gotta wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had to piss, and I pissed in the, in the, you know, in the wrong. Uh, oh, you pissed in the wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone pulled a knife on me, and you know that shit that you see on TV. <laughs> that shit that you see on TV when they swing the knife and the guy goes like this. Yeah, that shit is real. You do that for real. You like. Oh, what? he tried to slap. He tried to get you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, how did and you get you, out of you know, that the altercation? Whole thing, uh, two two other black dudes grabbed him. I was like, ugh. I did the whole backup thing and two other black dudes grabbed him and you know he's like you fucking pissing some weirdo shit because I'm like it's a toilet seat man what the fuck right he said you don't really own this shit you know <laughs> but I, I think you know in, in that scenario in that world you know that toilet seat is everything to him because I mean that's a, it's, it's like respect. the well not toilet seat but the latrine whatever the fuck if you think got, about it like the politics of people inside of a jail everything because you got to have, there has to be politics wherever you are. And if yeah. you're in the world, they're this big, but then you're in the jail, it goes into, there's only a few things to politic about. Yeah. And it's like food and where you shit and where you sleep and like, that's it. And then they, all that shit's very, you know, and it's, you For know, real. It's, it's, yeah. A bag I'm, of oodles and noodles are money. Good, a bag man. of oodles and noodles like cryptocurrency in jail. Yeah. When I started getting arrested and shit, I was like, I'm good. Yeah. Like I would get, and I never even fucking, I never ended up in county. I would get arrested, go in the holding tank, get out in OR, a few days, and then, and then like the last, you know, I would get a few days here, a few days there, and then, and then I was like, I don't like it. I, I just, I just didn't like the thing that got to me was not even so much being in there, but yeah. the fact that some fucking asshole had had jurisdiction over me and could tell me, like I remember I was in, I was yeah. in jail one time, just in a holding tank, and um. And I was sitting there and I fucking couldn't eat any of the food. And this this officer was eating ice cream. And I just sat, I was looking at him like, just not making a scene, but just looking at me, the ice cream was being like, God damn, that looks good. <laughs> and he goes, stop looking at me. And I was like, yeah. but then when someone tells you not to, I'm like looking at you, it's like, if you fucking look at me one time, I'm coming in there. I'm like, this motherfucker has to tell me I can't watch him eat ice cream. <laughs> I'm like, how much how much control does a person have over another person? But you know, you you hey man, they catch you, they catch you doing shit and you lose your rights, you really lose your fucking you rights. Really Especially lose here. Your rights. I mean, it's not like you know, you see you see uh every once in a while on Instagram, you'll see like this is what jail in Sweden looks like. And it's like they have like a, a gaming console and a couch, and they, you're like, This looks this is amazing. It's amazing. Send me there, you know. Um Okay, we gotta wrap it up. It is um yeah, we gotta wrap it up. What a fucking show. Good show. Really good show. O'Neill came through. We're gonna have Thanks. you back on. I appreciate so, you having I want, me. I want to. I want to have you on for like the when you have more time. We'll do a whole. Oh, I'm we'll down. Break it down. I yeah. got some. I got some stories for you. Yeah, you got some stories. Got some crazy stories. We got a lot of shit to talk about. Yeah, we'll, um, we can't. Are there any other people still waiting? And I gave them three subjects, O'Neill. The subjects are they can talk to me about the the movies Dune and Sicario. Uh, they can talk to me about a crazy wedding story, or mm -hmm. they can tell they can get something off their chest and tell me the truth about something. Okay, cool. And if they don't honor those subjects, I'm hanging up on them. I'm gonna be hanging up fast. Have you guys been waiting a long time? Because I was in the bathroom just now. Nah, we, we're taking one last call uh, of the day. You're the one. What's up? What's going on? What's up? Um, I'm working. I've just been waiting, honestly. You're, you're working from home? Yeah, look at this gay-ass laptop. What is it, a PC? Yeah. We had a whole segment about PCs and I don't even want to talk about them anymore. It's fucking disgusting. So, Rick, are you going to... This is the last call of the day. Uh, do you have a subject from our prescribed um, um, list? What do you call the from our syllabus? Do you have a subject you're going to pick to talk about? Because if you don't, if you don't, we're going to hang up on your ass. You can hang up on me at any time. I wouldn't be mad, but I do have a dark secret. That yes. Only a couple people know. Yes. 
have people not been giving secrets? I feel like that's the only thing. No, secrets. I, I'm really here for the secrets, to be honest. The other shit's just fucking bull. I want the secrets. Okay. Well, it's there's no... Okay. Well, I was living with my good friend um, who was dating one of my best friends. She, she was more of my best friend than I was his friend. Um, but sometimes we would just hook up and she <laughs> and she doesn't know and he's like he's like straight ish but she's like very straight oh you and wait who would hook up you and him or you and her me, me and well i'm gay okay you can maybe tell um, we, we couldn't tell you couldn't tell so, yeah. we, okay sure yeah. um but yeah me and him would hook up oh shit and no. she, but, but she would always like spend the night at our place and like just like whenever she wasn't there we would just like have a couple beers and then just mosey on over back to his room okay so you were smashing you were okay let me just get this straight you're who which one was your best friend him or her her she was your best friend and she was your roommate or he was a roommate he was the roommate okay she's your best friend and she was fucking your roommate but you were also smashing the roommate. Mm-hmm. So he was just getting. He was, he was getting. He's getting the best of both worlds. He really is. I mean, every night there will be someone there to take care of him. The wow. Jamaicans might have something to say about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? You say Jamaican? This is uh, have, uh, have not Jamaican. not this Jamaican, but the the, the other Jamaicans. The, 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 I, I have a question for you. <laughs> obviously, it's a deep dark secret. So. She doesn't know. He doesn't know. No, she mean? doesn't. She doesn't know. Oh, oh, oh! I was like, um, no. Now, do you? I don't, I don't know if someone has told her by then. But are you recording the video for us too, Rick? Just so you know, full transparency. You're you're on. We can see you on this. Do you need yeah. a? Do you want to be seen? Uh, yeah. Oh okay. wait, <laughs> you're gonna show this, huh? We don't have to, but you know, maybe it's a way to get it off your chest. That's why I was asking. I was like, you, okay, you definitely yeah. got it off his chest. Hey, people not been showing their face. People, people have been coming up with the camera. Yeah, they've been they've been getting FaceTimed in. You're on. I can see you. You're in my living room right now. I like, I don't like being a non, but I feel like for this instance, well, I don't know if they would listen. Maybe someone listen. I'm just gonna be the 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 good part of me is gonna tell you that somebody somewhere is gonna air you out and let them know 100% if you put your face here facts the part of me that loves the show is gonna tell you no one's ever gonna see this or hear this or listen to it so you you make your own choice but I think it's a hell of a story I feel like you at some point here's the issue here homeboy you're fucking him and she doesn't know and she's your best friend I mean, we're not friends anymore either. It's not me and her aren't friends either. Are they still together? No. Oh, okay. We're well, oh, good. Yeah, yeah you're, you're good. good. Yeah, you're not you're even. Good. Yeah, you're good, you're man. Good, man. Yeah, yeah. And is he? Do you still live with him? No. So you're not. Are you? Are you still clapping them cheeks or no? Every now and then, he like stayed with me a couple weeks ago. Oh, oh wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Now he just sends me like. Now he just sends me like illicit videos on Instagram. Is this something that, I mean, do you have mutual, do you possibly have mutual friends that could be listening that could find out it's him? Like, you know, mm. is this something he wouldn't want out? There's a lot of feedback. 
There is feedback. Honestly, my my speakers are trash. You could probably hear that. What is he turning the speakers off? No, I'm turning my speakers down. Turn them down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe. You, you didn't think this all know. the way. You didn't think this all the way through, huh, bro?